Hello and welcome to Power Through Healing, the podcast created to support your inner evolution. I'm your host, Amanda Thomas, and I am a firm believer that there are certain people that we meet in this lifetime, not by chance, not on accident. I believe we meet certain people to help us further expand in one way or another. And that is exactly what I have found in my friend, my mentor, my teacher, Lisa Florida, who has so graciously sat down with me for an interview, just a very deep conversation around answering that calling within to do more, to create more, to contribute more to the world. She is the founder of the 8 Billion Project, which you might remember me talking a little bit about on the first episode of season two around sustaining 8 Billion. I have learned so much from Lisa. I have learned so much from her community, her platform, and I am just so excited to share her with you and to have you experience her energy of just love and support and and her wisdom is just out of this world. And so I hope that you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. I'm not going to talk too much more. I'm just going to dive right in. So Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I am so happy to have you. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor to be here today, Amanda. The pleasure is all mine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, you embody so much of everything that I talk about on the podcast when it comes to playing that role of creator and to answering that calling within you and being a little bit vulnerable and flexible in what, what we need to do to really let our soul expand here during this human experience. So I, I would love to just hear all about you and just let this kind of help others understand um, what it means to let your life unfold and take that risk sometimes. And, um, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about the 8 billion project. So why don't we start there? You founded the 8 billion project. Uh, was it last year or a couple years ago? No. So I actually founded the 8 billion project in October of 2020. So it's reached two years as of this month. I keep saying this all the time. There's no exception to the rule. We all knew what happened in 2020. It was massive. Of course, lockdown of everyone in I was no exception to the rule. Um, I, in, in conjunction to that, I was going through already a deep spiritual journey in at the beginning of 2020. And I had started really my spiritual journey in 2008. It's just, if you talk to so many different people, you'll go through different waves, right? Ebbs and flows where you'll be really like diving deep, but Starting in 2019, like it, I, I felt like so much was changing inside of me. And sure enough, the pandemic or the big lockdown allowed me to actually dive deeper into my spirituality. It was from then that I ended up having like a spiritual vision to be of service to humanity. I just didn't know exactly how it would look, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I listened to guidance. I I started meditating deeply. I spent a lot of time with myself. A big part of my healing process was training for marathons because I had just lost my mother in 2018. So it was like everything, the whole process. And if you talk to so many people going down that spiritual journey, it could look like so many different things. But one of the main things was just a lot of spending time with myself and like listening to, of course, my higher self and my connection, trying to discern from the outside, like what, what were signs from the universe? 
first. So interestingly enough, in 2020, so I would say maybe by March, right when we went into lockdown, I started having these visions of like, okay, I knew that I really wanted to do, and this was even 10 years prior to, to 2020. I knew I wanted to do like a lot of humanitarian work, but I didn't know exactly like for myself at the time in 2010, when I wanted to do humanitarian work, I returned to the Philippines where my parents were from. And I thought that a lot of the humanitarian work that I wanted to do was centered around there. So interestingly enough, I ended up visiting the Philippines at the beginning of 2020, right before the lockdown happened. So that kind of maybe even like sparked more of the vision. But like I said, I said yes to the calling. I didn't know exactly what it would look like. I thought maybe it might be a business thing because I was like in real estate and I had a lot of contacts there. Interestingly enough, that summer of 2020, I get this intuitive hit from my guides and they're like, you're going to start. And I was like, what am I going to do? And they're like, you're going to live stream. And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, and I listened, you know, because a big part of it is like listening and then like have, you know, like listening, then you start having the visions, then you have start like having the ideas. But the big part of it, right, is it starts in the mind and the heart first, but the creation starts when you take action. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I was told, or like at least the guidance that I would have is you'll know, you'll know if you start it and you either do well or something like that happens, you'll know you're going in the right direction. If you don't give yourself an opportunity to put yourself out there, how will you ever know? So even if you think, right, you think you failed when you first went on camera or how am I going to look, it's all a part of the process. And so I did. I first started out live streaming in the summer before I started 8 Billion Project, mm. um, the podcast. And I ended up, I ended up, my, I called my brother. I said, can you buy me ring light? And he was like, okay, <laughs> what am I? He goes, what are you going to do with that? I said, I'm going to live stream. He's like, you're going to what? Because I came from real estate. My brother's all like, why would you live stream? Mm -hmm. Well, I just said, like, I have this calling to do something and spread a message. So I'm just going to start. Don't ask. And just, I got all my <laughs> friends and family to come on. I had all these interviews. And then somewhere around probably beginning of October, I had a family member of mine say, have you ever thought about podcasting? And then I was like, no, I haven't. And she was like, well, it's a good way to get your messaging out there. And you're really good at interviewing people and you can, you can pre-record it. So then, you know, with live streaming, they all had to tune in only when I could live stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that became from me doing the live streaming and like connecting with people in the Philippines, it went to like, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to expand the vision. And so I named the podcast 8 billion because there were 8 billion people in the world or was to be 8 billion, right? And there would be 8 billion different stories. And what I shared was people following their purpose and passion. And what would precede me the next two years was an incredible unfolding of a manifestation and visions of things that it, it's true. Like when you have these visions, like they come to life. Mm, like yeah. for some people, it might be, you, you don't know, like you don't know. Sometimes it can be very vivid and clear. And for some people, it's like intuitive hits, but you have to move with that because those are signs from spirit and your higher self. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that I encourage anyone who's like listening, like take action on your dreams because you won't really know that's the first part until you try. 
And then if you try and you even suck at it, it doesn't mean that it's not a part of your dream. It just means like maybe you just have to keep refining it and you get you keep getting better and better every time. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I'm I'm pretty sure as you as a podcaster too, Amanda, you can relate to those experiences that I was talking about. Right, right. You have to just start. And I think it's so interesting how you you started this as the live stream. And then when you were live streaming, did you already have 8 billion in your mind or did that come after you started? live streaming and then it turned into the podcast. No, I had no clue I was even going to name it 8 billion. Mm. And it was funny how the, or interesting, I should say how the name came about. So I was just talking to a girlfriend. I ended up after my family member said, have you thought about starting podcast? I started like literally within two weeks. And then I started with some producers here in, you know, my local area and they helped me come up. Like I had the whole concept already. They just helped me like with the art part of it and then sure. setting it all up. But I didn't know how to do it. No, I had no clue. Yeah. Even in the summer live stream, I would, I had no clue, even three months division in front of me to start the podcast right. and for what it is today and it's messaging. I had no clue that that was going to be the messaging two years ago. I just knew I was on a spiritual journey. I knew interviewing people was somehow either a hidden gift, but the more that I got on camera with so many people, the the energy exchange between everyone was just incredible. Mm -hmm. Like it was part of my healing journey. And I totally get that. Like they were sharing their stories, but the more we found things in common, the more like the conversation got like a high frequency level. Right. Yeah. Right. And so here you just think, I'm just going to start a podcast talking to people about their stories. And then you realize that there are so many common themes when it comes to healing and when it comes to awakening into your power. And so we can all gather these clues and all of these, you know, hints from each other. And then when we have these common themes, that's when, oh my gosh, when you connect with the right people, then things just take off. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened to you as you followed your intuition and you were doing those live streams and you were just, I assume, sharing what you you know, like just sharing your story personally, right? What were you sharing on the live streams? Were you more informational, educational, or? So on the live streams, what was really interesting was that, like I told you, my passion had really started maybe 10 years ago with like really wanting to do some work in the Philippines. The live streaming platform that I went on was started by some friends of mine in the Philippines and the platform absolutely blew up. It's like the number one social media platform right now in the Philippines. And it was so crazy because it so happened that there, how, how they took off was because of the lockdown, because there was really strict restrictions. There was very like high restrictions on like no one going out in the Philippines. So everyone took to live streaming. And then for myself, I was interviewing Filipino Americans and like their stories. So then I could kind of bridge the cultural gap between the Philippines and the Filipino Americans. And I think that's what I'm saying is that that even just became my practice because it wasn't so much a spiritual thing. It was so much about like, hey, you know, what do you do? Your nonprofit organization, do you want to share what you do? Maybe some people here can see you or Maybe I can connect a lot of these people that are doing some things here to like the Philippines. And that's in essence, maybe the way that I ended up getting practice. 
Right. Because live streaming is a whole other beast. You yeah, know what I mean? I've never done anything with live streaming. I imagine that's very nerve wracking <laughs> to start <laughs> and, and so let yourself be vulnerable in doing that. And so that's awesome. And then you, and then you made the podcast and then now you have turned this into a community. I mean, this is uh-huh. a global community that you're building and I am privileged to be a part of it as you just started this recently. I mean, again, just you never know exactly. It's not always about seeing the exact details of your vision, which some people, like you said, maybe do see those details. But for, it sounds like for you, it it was more just intuitive. Like, I'm just going to do what feels right today, what feels right right now. And then the right people, the right things start showing up. And then those dots start getting connected for you. And that's the magic of the world that we live in, the universe that we live in. And I imagine that was scary. I'd love to hear, you know, and, and any advice that you have around just taking that leap of faith, because here you are in a pretty stable job. You were in real estate, you had that income coming in and you enjoyed what you did, but then, you know, you start to feel this pull like in a new direction. And so what was that experience like of having to kind of change that course of your life into a way that really wasn't familiar to you? Well, the beauty of it is, is that when you have like a passion, right? Like some people, like there's going to be a a wide range of so many people out there right now. Like there are going to be people that are like, I can't stand my job, but I love doing this. And they're going to, you know, they're going to jump in head on, but I'm pretty sure that they won't just do that. Like without having some type of planning, because of course they need to like survive. And I hate using the word survive because that's not, (laughs) that's not where we're trying to get everyone. So what I did was I followed, and this is what I want to share with the audience. I really followed something deeply like meaningful in my heart. And that's what they're saying is usually like, oh, you have to figure out what everyone likes. What I did was I pulled from an energy frequency and vibration that was in my heart. I know that now going deeper down a spiritual journey and I attracted the right people. So it was really interesting how, and I never planned this out, that sure enough that when I was going through deeper healing, like in the beginning of 2020, so many other people were too, Mm -hmm. because as they either with a lot of people either losing their jobs or the business is shutting down or things never not returning to the way that it used to be. They had to take a deeper look at like, what have I done? Could really my career or my business get wiped out over something we never saw coming? Right. And that's why there was a slew of so many people that had come out and were like, I'm going to take this leap into following my passion. So I started sharing stories of people that went, went into like writing books or doing something that they loved. And even if it was just really small, that's what it was. So for myself too, I just started doing the podcast recordings. And sure enough, I started with like a mastermind group. The mastermind group helped me almost formulate all of my season one. And then from there, it just kept growing and growing. But I really do believe it. It's not so much everything on the outside that happens. It's everything living from the inside. It's Mm -hmm. how you feel. Like I couldn't Like I had to get past like a lot of fears of like, okay, well, what are people going to think of me if I'm podcasting or what are, you know, like I should be doing real estate. Like a lot of that stuff is just a lot of the internal fears and self-talk that you're going to have that we've all been, you know, raised under to we've lived in this society culture and generationally for like so many years just to think like, well, what are other people going to think? And you have to stop thinking about that. And you have to really start thinking about what pulls at your heart. Right. 
Right. So well, having the courage is really like, that's what I'm saying. It's really big to step into that courage and take action. Right. What are some of the most important things that you have had to overcome? Like, what are some of those limitations, those limiting beliefs that you've had to work through in order to really get into this activation mode and taking action towards making this project a real thing? Yeah. So my first uh, like obstacle or maybe like challenge, so to speak, was one being in front of camera. Okay. So if anyone desires to be in front of camera, I'm just letting you know now, the more and more that you do it, the more and more that you take action. And even sometimes that's why live streaming can help because you don't need to have the audience. One of the things that you're going to get past is like, okay, well, no one's watching me. Well, it's okay. Because if you live stream on Facebook or like on Instagram, it just goes back on as one of your posts. So someone might rewatch it then. So Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to get used to being able to be like, I need this audience, right? You have to just operate from the heart. Next thing was just like kind of going through the things. And for me, it was intuitively feeling where I needed to go next. I knew that one, that the vision was just like, okay, I'm going to be of service, but it didn't have to be like, it's this, 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 and that way. That's like the old patriarchal way of like having all these things. And now, please don't get me wrong when I say that it's not about like, you know, having systems, but sometimes when you're operating from the heart, sometimes something like a soul mission, you have to take the ego, the conscious mind out because the conscious mind is there. It's going to you what you think is going to protect you, but it in essence, sometimes stops you from like taking action. Mm -hmm. So those are the, those are the things that I, that I would say, like, that's like some of the obstacles I had to overcome. Then as, as I went on to build 8 billion, now the next challenge that I really had to have was when do I start creating something from this place where I'm in mission and it's supporting me here. So when I say that, I mean, I did real estate and real estate was a very lucrative business, right? So, but I would move my, you know, I would work real estate and that's one energy field. And then I would move it into my passion project. Now there's, it's okay if you start off that way. Mm -hmm. But when I was pouring so much into 8 billion already and building it, I was like, okay, that was my, my next set of challenge. Like, could I create an income or move it into this space? And, and you know, that's, that's the big thing right now in our industry, right? There's a lot of people that are like um, intuitives and, and it's hard for them to say, could I make money in the things that I love to do? Mm-hmm. And I had, I had to go through that, that whole process myself, right. Right? right? Like, could I do the ask from this side? It was easy to get real estate till this day. I still get real estate clients, but that's because I rebuilt a 30 year business. So it gets easier, but we are moving into these new times where gifts and skill sets are so unique now and, and people are making businesses out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not so much worldly. It's, it's, you know, activating. So tell me, I'm curious, let's, let's define a few things for, for me. I'm curious what your, your definition is then of, of healing. What does it mean to you to heal? So for myself, right. So many Many people will go on this journey of like healing, but first they have to find the awareness of what am I healing from? Do I need to even heal for that, for that matter? The, the whole process of healing starts with like kind of coming into this awareness, like you are a spiritual being having a physical experience and that all the things that maybe like your mindset and the way that you operate and and the roadblocks that you've experienced in life have a lot to do with how you see yourself and how you've defined yourself or the experiences that you've had. 
Mm. For me specifically, my mother passing away became really big because she was the matriarch in the family. And so now we're, you know, like we're, me and my siblings are like, well, what's going to happen? My mom was like the head of the family and the head of the business. Then it became like, I started to realize I didn't even have healthy boundaries in relationships. And so for myself being what I call like an, like an empath or in like um, a sensitive soul, I started realizing by spending time with myself, by meditating, by being able to really think clearly by myself, I started understanding the patterns that were happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And so when I could understand the patterns that were happening in my life, I sought healing modalities. So healing modalities could have been like, for me, training for a half marathon became a release of energy for me physically, right? And then another thing was journaling. Journaling became something so where I would basically put all my thoughts onto journal and be able to read what it was. You could start to see your thought patterns, your ego mind, your spirit body, who you were as a soul. And you could now you could start to decipher this is ego and this is my soul. Mm, right? right? And so there's so many different healing modalities people come across. But there's no, here's the thing that I want to tell you guys. There's no right or wrong. As you exist and as you go through life and as you figure it out, whether it's taking a walk outside of your house or in a park, everything that you're doing as a conscious human being, as you're expanding your awareness is all, is all contributing to your healing process. That's what they say. It's not linear, right? It's right. all happening at different times and in different ways. And then one thing creeps up and all of a sudden you're like, I didn't know this, you know, these were things. So it's really identifying like the emotions that are within you, how you feel about yourself, things that like don't serve you anymore. And then identifying those things like that could help you, you know, slowly heal from that or remove that from your life Mm -hmm. or things that you can use as modalities and methods like yoga. So that for me is a healing process. It's, it's a huge you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. All it is is a process. It's never ending. I love that. So, so then what is the power that you have found personally through healing? Oh, it's been incredible because one of the things for myself was after understanding how I was in terms of like my thought process and the stories that I would tell myself and the experiences, I slowly would allow it to, of course, like one leave my, like all of those emotions are stored in your body. I did like energetic healing sessions. So in some cases, some people would do Reiki. I, I had a really amazing healer and she did in, in addition to Reiki, she did so many other things. That's why they're saying sometimes too, you could feel in parts of your body when something like, like sometimes some people have back problems. They're deeply tied to like emotional and emotions and stories of your past. Exactly. And so where everything started activating was truly like, honestly, it, it was a whole journey, but each time I started taking action and more action. And then of course, just understanding where everything was like, and everyone's starting to come together. It's really incredible. One of the greatest gifts that I've had that I haven't had maybe the first 40 decades of my life was being present. Mm. Like, because I would be so consumed with like thinking of so many different things. Like I could literally be having dinner with friends and family and not completely be present. The most amazing part about healing is being able to be present and not like in your conscious mind and ego anymore. Mm-hmm. When you're operating out of spirit, like when you've done a lot of the healing, you're even able to tell when you don't feel good and when it's really taking you down that 
that other side of the rabbit hole. And then you can make that conscious decision. Do I stop here or do I keep allowing myself to keep spiraling down? Right. You know, right. so, but it's up to you because they always just say, stay present in the moment, embrace it, embrace the light and the shadow altogether. And if there are moments that in days you don't feel good and you just want to lay down, like give yourself the grace and the love to actually allow yourself to rest, to allow yourself to process the emotions because it doesn't, I'm telling you now, and many people will say that it won't help burying it deep or covering it up with other activities. You're going to have to deal with it. Exactly. Eventually yeah. you'll have to deal with it. And so, so I love all of this information. And so what I'm learning from you as my teacher and my mentor is that through healing, it leads to activation. So to mm-hmm. me, then activation means it equals action. And you're helping me to take action towards my goals through yourself and your teachers that you're bringing in through your community and all of this. So when you think about 8 billion in the project, what is your mission with it overall? Basically, the big mission is as the world changes, as we all start to understand what we truly are, as we start to understand how how expansive and how powerful we really are as human beings, as light beings, like spiritual beings having a physical experience, we will start to see the world change. And so the vision truly of 8 billion is to help raise the vibration of humanity mm-hmm. through love and profound unity. Right. And so that all is encompassing is as part of the healing journey, as a part of self-awareness, self-discovery. And so the expansion of 8 billion becomes the community platform. Now I've been able to push out messaging left and right over a hundred episodes of so many people healing, and I can't even stop getting guests. It's kind of crazy because I'm not even ready to, I wasn't even ready to record season six, but I ended up getting so many, so many people that have been wanting to. So now in November, I'm going to start recording season six for 2023. Yeah. And then now I was saying, I have all, I have this incredible network of mentors and teachers whose message I've been putting out on 8 billion. Why not take the opportunity to bring these people in a community platform where I can create a community of people who are looking for the integration, for looking for the community and want something where they can learn from all these different people, from all these different teachers and mentors. It's different when you listen to the podcast, you can't talk to them. And so they'll bring up some great things. And then, yes, you know, like their information is there in the description box and you can reach out to them. But it's nice to be able to even just have one mentoring class because really this is what set off 8 billion. I was part of a mastermind at the end of 2020 going into 2021. And we had nine incredible mentors in a span of 12 weeks. And till this day, like there's, there's people, I stay in touch with the group. Some of them are my really good friends. But if I look at it, that's where a lot of the expansion happened. Right. It's like knowing you won't ever know that if you meet this person two years ago, how big of how big of a role they'll end up playing in your mission or your organization like two years later. Right. 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 It's all about each other. And exactly. so that's what the big vision is of 8 billion is to help all of you guys have a community to be a part of and see, learn from different teachers. And if they're the right teachers, mentors, facilitators for you, then by all means, like expand the network. It's not all inclusive where we're just going to try and build this organization and be like, no, you know, we're going to try and be the biggest. It's like, why wouldn't it be something where all the organizations come together right. and be like, hey, we this this mission is love. At the very end of the day, it's activation, right? So that's why I call the weekly classes activations. Yeah. And yeah, so what 
Right. And so, so when you say activation, when you say, let's get together and activate, what do you, what is your intention there? Activate others to, so on an expanded view in spirituality, right? All of us end up becoming, as we start to awaken, even just our vibration alone, who we are being moment after moment affects everything around us. Because if everything is energy, right? So Amanda, if you're a high frequency like being and you walk into somewhere, even if you don't speak to those people, you know, you're almost changing the energy field. And so if we can get more people to continue to wake up and, and they might not even know they're activated, but the more that there's more of us right now going through the healing process, raising our vibration, right? The world has no other way of, of, of actually growing than through expanding. So as we expand our consciousness, we're able to start even just by our mere presence around the world, we start expanding consciousness Mm -hmm. because now you're not going to like when you, when those dense energies, like fear, guilt, and shame, when you're already in that place and you've already started a good part of your healing journey and you're no longer like you're aware of those feelings and you've, you're starting to heal from that. You're not going to want to go back and live in that, that density. Right. You're right? not able to. You're not able to. You, you cannot. Like for myself, when I have like, like when, and I'm not, I'm human. So I still have an ego. My, my objective is to balance the light and darkness. So when I feel shadow, when I feel uneasiness, when I feel challenge in my life, my thing is not to like, just push it under the rug. My thing is to acknowledge it, understand that it's there. If it's something that's brought up to the surface to heal, then it is, that can be an activation. Anything like this high vibrational frequency, like energy exchange between you and I is an activation. Like activations are happening everywhere. And so that's why I'm saying like every time I have a container, whether there will be only one guest or whether one day there will be 8 billion guests or or members or people in that, those are all activations because I'm a conscious being and aware of it now. And so what I do is anything that I, I can, you know, anywhere that I go, I always try to be mindful of radiating the highest frequency that I can. You know, if I could share that with you, with your audience, with other people, it creates a higher frequency. So right. hopefully I didn't, hopefully I didn't get in too deep, but I'm pretty sure if they're coming to your podcast, Amanda, <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they can understand some of the, the right. Link. Yeah. Exactly. And, and of course, you know, I, I leave them to your podcast for a little bit more in depth when it comes to those higher frequencies and the 5d <laughs> and all of that. And so I, I love all of this because it's setting us up for that expansion. And so I guess my question, what I was thinking of before we jumped on the call was it's kind of the chicken and the egg dilemma is what comes first? Are you activated first and then you start your healing journey or are you needing to heal and start your healing before you reach that act? activation. And it's probably different for everyone, but I'm so curious what you think. Do you feel like you were activated first and then that sparked your healing or? Well, you're actually, that's an excellent question because you can look at it both ways and no, and no way is right or wrong. So let's just say like something happened to me and then it led me down this journey to be consciously aware of a pattern that I had in my life. What happened right. that maybe that experience happening to me was maybe the activation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For me to start healing. Or what if all of these interviews with each human soul that I did, right? Like I've had, I have like a hundred probably episodes to date, about 75 are released. 
Mm-hmm. What if each of these interviews were all activation? I mean, they were all activations that allowed me to heal because everyone's story was different, but we, I found connection. There was a reflection of me in each of them. Even if I'd never known them, we all shared something, right? We all shared the fact that we grew, we've been growing up for generations, not feeling good about ourselves. We majority of humanity doesn't, we don't understand like why, why we feel sometimes the way we do, because Consciously, we're not aware of it. We don't even know where it starts. It could have started a long time ago. And if you so believe, could it potentially even, if you believe in this, could it potentially even have carried on from past lives that you carry on generationally? Could it it have even come from our parents? And that was passed on unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Because you'll even hear of people that have not even known their parents. And then when they'll they'll reunite with them or ever find them, they'll notice similarities. Like, how is that? How are those patterns happening without them having even known their biological parents until much later in their life that they were doing similar things? Exactly. Like the world is beautiful. It's amazing. And I think we, I I, I just, I speak a lot to my goal is when it comes to speaking and teaching and coaching and anything, it's to help others feel better. That's all I want is for Mm -hmm. everyone to just feel better. And, and sometimes we don't even know what we need to feel better for. Like, where does it, like you just said, where does it come from? Like, we don't even know, maybe we did have a really cush life. We were brought up in a happy family and we were pretty well privileged. And yet we still experience discomfort and we still have pain and we still have hurt within us. And so it's reminding ourselves ourselves that it's not always something specific that happened to us. We are carrying the baggage of everything of just it's Mm -hmm. life. It's just the human experience. We have the whole weight of the world running through our veins. Right. And like you said, the past lineage and all of that is still in us. And so we might just be that person that gets to have the more comfortable lifestyle. And yet have the energy then to really see what all this is about and how to maybe we, that means we have a little bit more energy and resources to put into helping the collective to feel better. Does that make sense? Yes. We are the generation that breaks the pattern, Amanda. Right. Because our parents, you know, that's what I'm saying. A part of the healing journey is like sometimes some people didn't have a really great childhood, right? And it was because of their upbringing from their parents. So in some cases, you've had some really deep trauma with parents, right? But as you start to expand your awareness, you start to realize that they didn't even, they didn't know how, even though you, you would think, well, they consciously knew. Well, they were taught from someone. Where were they taught from? right? And it gets passed on from generation to generation. We are the generation. We are this humanity that we're starting to be aware now. And we're starting to place less blame on them and starting to just say, okay, it's not going to, I can't change them. I can change only me. So how am I going to operate? So if, for instance, when I say hold space, right? Hold space can be like, I can sit here and I can listen to your story. And you could have had like the most traumatizing life life and upbringing you've had, right? Ex- horrible experiences. But if I just sit here and love you unconditionally and accept you or, or accept your story without placing any judgment, it completely changes even the energetic field. Because half the time, right, when you've gone through something, you're always like, well, what are they going to think of me? Or I'm poor and they're rich. I didn't have that privilege. You could tell yourself so many stories Mm -hmm. and you've got to stop holding yourself to those stories now. 
You've got to start seeing your worthiness, your light, because we're all different because money doesn't make you. Material wealth doesn't make you. Who you are being and your character and how you choose to share love is, is really what makes you. Right. So that's a really important thing to talk about is that holding space. And I think that we are, we are in a place where the the younger generations are coming up. And then those of us, like you said, and maybe we're in our thirties and our forties, and we're starting to really grow into this and lean into what it means to hold that space and, and know that it's not, it's not serving us to place to play the blame game anymore, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not serving us in any way to say, well, this is, this happened. It's not fair. I, I want to complain about this for, you know, the rest of my life. It's like, what can you do then to, to change, to break those patterns? What can you do mm-hmm. to stand in your power? And, and it, I would love you to really talk about what it means because a lot of what you speak about is remembering who we are. And so mm-hmm. who are we really? <laughs> well, Okay. So I share that a lot, right? That, you know, if, if, if by chance you could really understand that we are all spiritual beings having a physical experience, right? And when you're talking about like the process of remembering, it can run really deep at the very core. If you just understand that, right? The first thing that you start to understand is like ego attachment. This is, I'm Lisa Florida. I'm this and I built this, you know, I've been part of this real estate team and all this kind of stuff and all this success and money has defined me, but it hasn't. That's an ego attachment to what I think that sometimes I would be entitled to for all the hard work and all the privilege that I was born into. That would be, that would be it, right? True process of remembrance is just understanding you're like an infinite soul. So we're just occupying these avatars for ourselves right now. Now, what we choose to do with it could be, completely expansive. It could be completely expansive. Like when I say that it could be like, I'm going to choose to be this amazing leader and speaker and teacher, and I'm going to spread love. And I could do that in that process also. And I'm just, I, you know, for those that are, are really open to the expansive view, the process of remembering. And it, like I said, if you're open to the expansive view that we could have probably lived lifetimes in the past, right? Could you, could you have this process of remembering who you were maybe in a different lifetime and you're bringing it into this lifetime and that we, we are really powerful beings. And so we've incarnated into different lifetimes to learn about what life is. This is earth school. This is the experience. Could we remember all the different things that we've done, whether it's even just, let's say you don't even believe in past life. Could you really tap into the truest, greatest source of like what you were, like when you were a baby and you were born so innocent? And then it was just the stories and the experiences that you've had that have told you you're not worthy enough. You're not good enough. Could you just remember who you are at that innocent level and maybe even start there? That's why it all goes back to inner child work. Could right. I go back and heal that child? Exactly. And then start from that place. And it's never, ever too late. I'm telling you guys, like I interview so many people. I myself, I'm like in my, in my mid forties, I'll be in my mid forties by December. I only feel like life is starting for me. That's why I'm saying you are a spiritual being having a physical experience because your physical, like even if you've been through a lot and your physical body looks like you're just, you've <laughs> been through it. Yeah. When you start to shine brighter and your light starts to shine, you'll start to notice you glow different and you wouldn't have had to do anything different. Mm-hmm. Right? People right. say there's just something different about you because it's your aura, it's your glow, it's your energy inside. It's now starting to be more clear. It's starting to expand the density is starting to leave. 
Yeah. And so yeah. that's what I'm saying is if we can go back to that place that we might not even remember before we birthed into this, you know, into this plane of existence. Right. Like that's that that's remembering. That's yeah. activation. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's just so helpful. And, and it is, it comes down to, it doesn't matter what you believe, but just knowing that you came here for this lifetime with a blank slate and just reminding yourself that everything that has become of you is based off of all of these external influence and different factors mm -hmm. that have been layered and layered and layered onto you. And so the process of remembering is shedding those layers and, and standing in your power once again. And being Absolutely. that creator that you were born to be and you are in control. And so that's really powerful. And oh my gosh, I just want to thank you so much for everything that you've you've done um, for me and personally and everything that you've shared on this episode. I think of you as this master connector and you have connected so many individuals throughout the past several years, specifically even through your project and, and you've connected me with so much. And, and our story is um, really interesting as we met through just a Facebook group. And then the first time I met you, I just realized, oh my gosh, she is someone to really learn from and someone that I can admire. And you've turned into such an amazing mentor for me. And, and I can't Aww. tell you how much it means to me. <laughs> so, no, so thank, thank you. you. It's like, I never Amanda. These are the things, and to the audience, I never knew that there would be a day where people would be like, can you mentor me? Or you bring so much, you know, that's why I'm saying, go through the journey. If you have a vision in your heart or something that you just think it's an imagination, it's real. It actually exists on, on, a, on a dimensional plane. It's all those people who actually take action towards, okay, well, let me see if there's something there that actually we'll see if something's there. But if you write it off as if like, maybe you're crazy or like, that's not me, I could never do that, then that's what it will be. You will continue to stay in that energy field until you learn to get out of it. So I encourage all of you, find that community, find the people that will support you, find the people that won't judge you for your past or anything right. like that and really ignite your spirit and right. like move with it. Yeah. Find that connection. And, and I guess my last question then would be to speak a little bit on that that responsibility. I mean, what is, you know, that can feel like a lot of pressure to be responsible for being that connector that you are and being that voice and, and using that. So, so how do you navigate that pressure? So one of the ways that I navigate through the pressure is a lot of, like I said, a lot of it had to do with like the healing and the healing process. One thing is always understanding. I'm now I'm coming out this far to really understand why people say, well, what if I fail? Because you made the announcement and you know what I mean? You made the announcement and then you didn't do it. The pressure is like when, when you, it's, that's actually an excellent question because I, now that I'm thinking, and it was very real for me, even in just the last three months as I built the platform, you know, I didn't, I, I, I went through with a consultant and she was incredible because she does this for sensitive souls and people that are in, you know, like intuitive and empaths. So she went through a really great process that allowed me to move at my own pace. And as I, as I uncovered and as she asked me questions, you know, like those were the things, the biggest thing that's always going to bother you or will ever stop you is always going to be your ego because you're going to have one, either the fear of failing, even just for you yourself, or you're going to have the fear of like 
feeling in front of other people? What if I couldn't bring this to life? What are they going to say about me? The thing is, you have to stop operating from the mind. You have to start operating from the heart because the heart will not see any restrictions because the heart is pure. The intentions are good, right? Right. The intentions are always good. It's different when it's a thought out process. Mm -hmm. So when you operate from a place of the heart and your soul, you cannot go wrong. If you didn't make a deadline and you didn't launch when you were supposed to, who cares? No <laughs> one's sitting there watching your every move. Well, maybe sometimes right. you watch it and like, but right. it's how you hold yourself to that. Like you can have a due date and not make it, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like give yourself enough grace to make mistakes. Right. Those are the differences. If you're experiencing life, like why would you put a due date to it? Yes, set the goals. But if you don't make it or doesn't look exactly the way you think it's going to look like, are you bad and do you need to not live? And do all your, are all your dreams shattered because of that? No. Yeah. You're just, in, in essence, really, it's even a gift from the universe asking you to surrender to maybe it might not look exactly like this, but maybe it could look better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And the key things that I want to just say then as I wrap up is what you've really like shown all of us is first you just have to start. And, And I say this a lot is just start where you are and you're just using whatever you knew at the time that, that a beautiful phrase is start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. You have to start so that you can do what you can. And then what you're capable of doing and creating and offering just continues to expand the more that you live from that heart center and that heart space. And so you've done such an amazing job at just following your heart, following your intuition and, and being graceful with yourself. The, the module that we've been going through in your, in your platform is that radical self-love. And to me, that just means having a lot of grace and compassion with yourself. And so yes, take the risk. You might fail. And what is failure anyways? It just means you tried and it didn't turn out exactly the way you wanted, Yeah, but you get to try again or try a different way. And, and there's always going to be something that comes from it. Every action that we take, there's going to be a result that you can use to move forward. Yeah. Cause that's the, that, that is the biggest thing, right? Like everyone, and it does it for all of you guys. I want you to know it doesn't have to be expensive, right? Like everyone thinks if I'm going to launch, I guess it just really needs to look incredible and amazing. Well, then there are also people that don't have the in, in resources, right? But mm-hmm. you have something in your heart, start somewhere, whether it's your own social media platform, you'll start to realize podcasting isn't very expensive once you start right. to learn it. All you need to do is really get your messaging out. The podcast is the vehicle. The social media is the vehicle piece, right? Your message is your message from who you are inside. That doesn't stop anything else. And as you keep growing and as you keep taking steps, it's the whole learning process. Everyone thinks that everything has to be perfect from the beginning. I'll tell you right now, I started 8 billion podcasts. I didn't have one guest. (laughs) I actually did it backwards and I didn't even know I did it backwards. I didn't know that people plan out the process and then they have like five episodes and then they release. I didn't yes. know that. <laughs> I literally started the podcast and I was like, who's going to be my first guest? And <laughs> with my producers, I, I had bought a package too. That was just like, I had to have four, four to five episodes within the month, within 30 days. So I really needed to record those podcasts, mm. but I would meet with people and I already had an idea and you just ask and you just ask. And sure enough, it takes momentum. 
Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that, that concept of asking for what you want and what you, you need is so important. I mean, my life has changed so drastically the past several months when I, when I just started asking for things, I mean, just, right. just ask. And and I promise you, even if someone says no, it's usually a, a not yet, not right now. It's, it's like, let me refer you to so-and-so or whatever it might be just asking and knowing that the right person or the right thing is going to come to you. It means so much and and you know, for everyone that has come on to the show and everyone that I'm sure you've had, it just, anytime someone says yes to you, it truly is a healing experience. It, it helps fill you up. It's so energi- energizing because you get to just connect. And that's really what this human experience is, is remembering that you are not alone. And, and so that's why it's so important to have these communities and these masterminds and Facebook groups or whatever it might be that you find to help you realize that, that I'm not alone in my thinking and my vision and what I believe everything, just, just being able to take that energy from others and use it for something um, that can be really healing and really just so I just, I can't think of the right word, but it just, it means so much to know that that connection is really there. I do want to share something too, that it could be like a real gem. And and I only say this because I know it will help a lot of people out. One of the things too, when you get the no, right? Before, like I'll even just use myself as an example. When I get the no, I get like, oh no, I'm not good enough, right? What what stories popped up? I wasn't good enough. All the, Like I told myself those stories, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say the no right now is just a no. You don't attach a story to it. It might be that it's not meant to be. Whether you can't see things behind, you know, like you can't see everything. Spirit sees everything. God's spirit source, your your guides see everything. So what if at that time, it just wasn't right for you? And in fact, they were protecting you, mm, right? Yes. That's what I, you start yeah. seeing. Like I've been helping some people like I love dearly through a process and and through a process of like finding a job. And she was always told like, oh, you don't have this experience or something like that. At first, she would feel bad. Now, as we kept talking, as I talked through the process with her to have her start shifting her perspective, it was just more of like, oh, that wasn't for me. And so now what used to weigh on you for like one, two weeks or stopped your dream from happening is just like, all right, next. Right. 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 That's so it, powerful. That no, really just powerful. no, it doesn't have to mean anything else. That's- it, has, it has no attachment to your worth. It has no attachment to who you are. It's just no at the time. And believe me, there are going to be people. And then as you keep going and you walk in integrity and you keep just spreading your message and you do it with so much love, compassion, and kindness, I'm telling you, your whole world will shift. Like Amanda, like I was telling you, there's no shortage of podcast interviews mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how, how can I manage it? Where, you know, like, am I going to like right now I, I recorded season 5d it's, I'm still not done with it until the end of the year. So I'm a little bit more conscious now. Like <laughs> I'm not releasing some of these podcasts for six months. That's why I kind of, you know, I kind of hesitated on recording season six, but I'm all like, okay, if I can get this flow happening and all this kind of stuff, then, mm-hmm. you know, let's, Let's just do it. And I give myself grace. If the podcast isn't out on Thursday, it's not out on Thursday. Exactly. You just do what you can and that's, there is no timeline. And, and even if you, I, I think that anyone that's listening, 
And I've said this before too, it's so important to remember that even if your mission or you feel like your purpose is a lot smaller than maybe starting the 8 billion project and raising human consciousness, your mission, your purpose can be something so unique to you. It doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be something major. It can be something as small as just being that present mother or father and, and instilling, yes. you know, those, those powerful things into your children, or it could just be waking up and being a light in this world for someone that might need it that day. It doesn't have to always be this major expansive project either. No, I'll even let you know though, too, even people, there are people on mission that are, will never be in the public eye or anything mm-hmm. exactly. because really they're, their what they came here on earth to do was just to hold space for the frequency. Imagine there are people that are like that. In fact, sometimes what's so funny is they don't like being around people, but because they have such high elevated frequency in the way that they are being, they are actually contributing to humanity. Mm -hmm. So when you think you have like, it's nothing big, who even knows that maybe you need to get through something like maybe you're seeing things with a filter. Once those filters are gone and you've healed, sometimes the vision expands more. Sure. Right. So like you're, you think like you just have like something small, but what if you need to change the way you see things from a perspective, the vision widens after Mm -hmm. that. And that's such an interesting point is, you know, you can just be here to be and to hold that space Mm -hmm. and that frequency. And, and even though we live in a world where it's so easy and accessible to share yourself, you know, through video, through, through podcasts, through whatever, even writing, whatever it might be, just because you have the capacity to share yourself in that visual manner doesn't mean you have to, right? You get to decide what it means to share yourself. And, and, and of course I say we are born to share ourselves with the world, but that doesn't mean that it has to be out and about and in everyone's face. It can be completely in your comfort level. It can completely be present, meaning to say like people choose not to do social media. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that they're not, they're not contributors to the world? They right. choose a different path. Right. And you just have to define that for yourself, exactly. what path that is. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So we could talk for hours and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm so lucky to have access to you and we can continue to talk in the future. And, yes, we and could just so, have conversations and you could just record them, Amanda. We should, we should just hit record every time we talk now. So, so thank you so much for sharing everything and for sharing your mission and, and sharing some of those, those struggles that you've been through to help you get to where you're at today. And, um, it's, and, and I'd love, I'll make sure that everyone knows how to get in touch with you and to, to stay connected. And is there anything else that you feel like is important to share that's on your heart before we wrap up? You know, I just really wanted to say that with the mission that I have and, and I, even myself, I'm trying to be aware of like, the mission doesn't really define me. It's just something I absolutely love doing. And I couldn't do it without like, without leaving this lifetime, Mm. like really find the things that you love the most. And if you're going through a really tough time right now, which I know a lot of people are right, because the world is changing so many, you know, like you have so much love and grace for yourself. That's, that's the biggest thing when you can create like this, you know, this awareness of really where you are, and then give yourself go through the self love and the healing journey. Like it is this, I said this before, it is the single most important journey you will ever go on. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I had um, a Reiki session, I think it was last week or the week before. And, and she, and it, it meant a lot to me when she was talking and she was saying that 
if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like you're being too activated, you can ask for that to be reined in, right? And that Mm -hmm. you're just knowing that I could say like, wait a minute, I need a break. This is too much. Like whether it be to speaking to God or the universe or your spirit guides, whatever it might be, you can say, I need to process. I need to rein back. You can always change your mind. Even she's like, you can change your mind. If I were to say, I want to stop doing the podcast. I want to get off social media. Mm -hmm. I want to stop doing everything tomorrow. That's okay too. You can change your mind. Absolutely. Just take whatever you're able to. And if it starts to become overwhelming, then you have the, you have the power to, to push the brakes if you need to. Yes, absolutely. I even just had someone say that to me last week. See, because yeah, I was building so and building important. and building, right? Yeah. And then it was just like, she's like, don't let it consume your identity. And that's why I told you, I need to even have the awareness that 8 right. billion is not like, yes, not I'm the founder of it. And yes, I pour so much love in it. But it like, I need to loosen up too. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, like I, I felt this pressure of like everything has to be in there and all this kind of stuff, but no, it doesn't. Like here I am, I'm telling you guys, I need to be a perfect example of myself. So what I had to do was kind of step back a little bit. And then here's the thing too, like, you know, like I was telling you like the process, I know this is going to be like a two hour podcast, but <laughs> That's okay. The process, right? Like everyone thinks that it has to be a process. The best part is like, you know, or like I was launching the platform. I was thinking, oh, I have to be on it like every day for a whole month. And the week before I launched the platform, I wasn't even on it for like four days. Mm -hmm. Like there are new ways of doing business now. It doesn't have to look like that overly obsessive pattern thing. Like it has to be this way. It has to be whatever your heart wants and, right. and and at a rate of where you can most deliver it when you're at a healthy, loving frequency. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And and it looks different for everyone. And and there is no right or wrong. And you said that earlier. So it's just it's so important to just take what's in your heart and do what feels right for you. And and to again understand that your personal mission doesn't define you as don't let it consume you and and often what begins like as a personal purpose and mission or business whatever it might be by loosening those reins and letting it evolve naturally and more freely that's when it becomes so much more than you could even have anticipated and that's that's what our world needs yeah that was the advice that was given to me by an advisor last week one of my spiritual advisors because she was just like it's going to be what it is already destined to be. Mm. She's like, why not just relax? Why would you, you know, why would you put yourself in a position where you don't feel good? Like you're overworking yourself to bring Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So thank you so much. I will let you get back to your day. This was amazing. And you can come on anytime. Thank you for your (laughs) wisdom. Thank Thank you you so much, Amanda, for having me. And thank you so much for listening. I love, love, loved that conversation. I got so much from it just re-listening to it, and I hope you did as well. Please make sure to send me your takeaways. Send me anything that resonated with you. Just shoot me a message on Instagram at Power Through Healing, or you can email me. My email is in the show notes. And I, I definitely recommend following Lisa and the 8 Billion Project as well. You'll you'll learn 
learn so much from her and the guests that she shares through her own podcast. And she's just so full of wisdom. If you hadn't noticed through the interview, I love being in her company for that for that very reason. So I hope you go out and enjoy the rest of your day just living in your power, living in your truth, just using your voice, knowing that as always, there is so much power to be found through healing.